Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. If there's any farmers in here, I just want to say, I used to think cowboys were the, were the toughest people alive, but but I, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I, I've tried my hand at farming twice in my life, and I never got in so many wrecks in a short amount of time, and, and, I've, and I know Ty feels the same way because listen to his stories about, uh, about farming, and he, he got fired nicely one time. I think he put a swather in a ditch and just, you know, there's just something about a farmer that they're just double tough. I, I don't know what it is, but the first time I had my hand at farming, I was in Pecos, Texas, and I was helping my cousin, and they did a lot of, uh, and I don't even know what they were growing, to be honest with you, but we had to pick up a lot of this PVC pipe. Right, and this is big gated pipe about this big around, and so we were putting it on this flatbed truck. We had some uh, some uh, little boards, you know, to hold everything in, and and we were, you know, kind of pretty little kids, you know, and so we had to pull this deal into the barn. Couldn't even see over the steering wheel, but when you grow up on a farm and ranch, you know, I, I remember five years ago. Uh, Driving down, uh, if you drove down Comanche Creek Road about five years ago, every once in a while you'd see the ghost truck. I found out that it really wasn't the ghost truck. It was Coy Pennington driving the truck, but you couldn't see Coy. So it just a truck just drove by itself all over the place. And so anyway, that's kind of the way we were. And we get up there and we start piling this PVC pipe in, in the corner of this, uh, uh, or on the side of the barn. And so we're laying it down and then we're stacking it. So you can imagine that we're putting braces under it to keep the pipe from rolling. And we keep stacking and moving the braces and going back and forth. Well, I ended up in the middle, right? We're stacking this PVC pipe and the brace gives way. And literally like a hundred joints of whatever size that is, like rolls over the top of me. And you know how, you know, it comes rolling down. Well, I turn to run. Well, there's a flatbed trailer right there. And so I hit the flatbed trailer, but before I can jump on it, it catches me by the legs and it literally kind of pulls me underneath the trailer like that. And I hit my chin. And anyway, I, so a lot of people would have thought I was crying. I was not crying. That, that, that was not it. That was not it. It was just that I had been working so hard, my eyelids were sweating. And so anyway, I was just, I was laying there. They had to dig me out of the, you know, of course, when I say it was on top of me, it was only on my legs because the trailer stopped the pipe. It was one of those trailers that have the two wheels, like an old cotton trailer or something. So I knew right then that, that I wouldn't make a very good farmer. Well, the second time I tried my hand at farming was our neighbor, he had some CRP ground and he took 600, uh, well, no, it wasn't 600 acres. I don't remember what it was. Uh, like 200 acres out and put a pivot on there and he was going to grow some alfalfa. And so he needed some help. So I said, well, I, and I don't know anything about driving a tractor. He kind of had to show me how it was done. It wasn't no big deal. And so he put this big planter on the back and that old alfalfa seed was about this big around. And I was spoken. Now this is a circle pivot. If you want to experience the most mind numbing thing on earth, drive in a circle at two miles an hour on this big pivot, right? And so to pass the time, I look back and I had a Catahoula dog and his name was Jasper. Now Jasper was your typical Catahoula. If you don't know what a Catahoula is, you can Google it. And they're, they, they, they started out as a hog dog in Louisiana, catching wild hogs and everything, but they're known for their toughness 
and their stubbornness and kind of like a lot of y'all. And, um, but anyway, Jasper had one, one brown eye and one blue eye and he was just perfectly colored. I mean, this, this dog was, was quintessential cool. I'm telling you. And so Jasper got to following me on this tractor because I guess I would, I would turn up mice whenever I was planting. And so I'd look back there and he'd be chasing mice and he really wouldn't eat them or anything. He'd just kill them and throw them up in the air and go get another one. So, you know, turn after turn after turn, you know, Jasper would always follow that tractor. And so I kind of got a, a kick out of watching him, but my tractor didn't have a cab and it didn't have a mirror on it. So it didn't surprise me whenever everything came up and it was kind of like this, you know. Well, I was watching the dog, and, but that dog was double cool. Um, the problem with him following me was this, that whenever I, me and my brother, we bought 20 acres right on the uh, highway going through Kainosa. It was an old cotton gin. And th this is kind of a little farming community. And I mean, there was more tractors on the road than there was vehicles. Well, he got to following me on that tractor so much. Anytime he saw a tractor, he thought it was me. Well, he'd run out there all happy with his tail wagging, and I'm like, you know, I'd walk in the door and a tractor drive by, and he'd run out there to see who I was. I didn't say he was the smartest dog in the world. But he would run out there, and then whenever he'd look up and he'd see that it wasn't me, he'd bark and growl and, and all of that, and I'd see him, and I'd have to, Jasper, get back over here, you know, and, and it got to be a wreck. Well, one day uh, I got home, and there was no Jasper. Day goes by, no Jasper, and... Second day goes by, no Jasper. Third day goes by, no Jasper. And, and I mean, I'm hollering for him. I drive up and down the road looking for him. I stop at neighbors. Nobody has seen Jasper. And finally, we had one of those old uh, houses built on a cinder block foundation, and there was a couple of cinder blocks missing so you could get under the house to... to uh, fix water leaks or whatever the case may be. And I just happened just because I got under there and I looked and I didn't see nothing, but I went back in and I got a flashlight and I shined it in there and I saw Jasper looking at me. Come here, boy. Come here, Jasper. Come on. Come here, boy. So I crawl. I crawl in there and he's looking at me and I mean, he's just all drawn up. What's the matter, boy? Come here. And he kind of whines a little bit. And I know he's probably been under there for about three days, and I don't know what's the matter with him. So I grab him, and I'm pulling him out, and he's yelping and trying to bite me, not because he's mad at me, because he's hurt. And I finally get Jasper out, and the only thing that I can figure out is that he'd been run over by one of those tractors. And he had crawled to his safe place, and he hadn't had water, and I mean, I gave him water, and he just sat there and licked it up, but he couldn't stand on the back end. His just back was broken. And so I sat there with Jasper's head in my lap, and I petted old Jasper, and I talked to him about all those times we went in big circles and had that old dog running behind me, and he just sat there. He couldn't wag his tail because he was paralyzed. And I told him, I said, boy, you just wait right here. I got something for you, boy. And I went in and I fried up two pounds of hamburger meat and made some gravy. And boy, I mixed it all up. I put the secret ingredient, it was a tear. And I went out there and I propped him up against the fence 
so that old Jasper could have that. Boy, did he like it. And before his last bite, I shot Jasper in the head. I've got a question for you. What breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? Hey, pardon me for just a second. We're fixing to hit the back side of this pasture, so it's time to step off and cinch them up. While we're down here, I want to see if you can help us out. We really do need a hand in this ministry, and the fact that you're listening right now means that you're riding with us. All you have to do is text Save the Cowboy, all one word, to 77977, and you can help us out in less time than it would take to pull your rope down. Again, text Save the Cowboy, all one word, to 77977. That's Save the Cowboy to 77977. Thanks for the hand, pards. The answer will reveal what God has called you to do. Whether you realize it now or not, the answer to that question will reveal what God wants you to do. The answer will reveal how much you trust God. And the answer to that question, what breaks your heart will and can change your life. What breaks your heart? Not what gets you on a soapbox. I'm friends with a lot of you on Facebook, and I see what your soapbox is. You know, rah, 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 rah. I hear you in the coffee shops. I know, what, I know what gets your goat. I know what your pet peeves are. I'm not talking about the things that you're passionate about. I'm not talking about the things that you're good at. I'm asking you this question, what breaks your heart? Not what you hate, what single thing breaks your heart? You know what breaks my heart? Cow dogs going in circles chasing mice. That's what breaks my heart. See, cow dogs are meant to go get wild cattle out of the brush. Cow dogs, I mean, if you have never seen a Catahoula or a Lacey or, uh, or whatever, a Kelpie, a hanging tree, you know, Australian Shepherd, God forbid a Blue Heeler, uh, um, you know, if you've never seen one of these dogs grab a hold of a cow and not let go, you are missing a sight for sore eyes. I mean, it's just what gets them going. And it just pains me to this day that I had a cow dog and his greatest thing, because I didn't have any cattle at the time, I wasn't working on a ranch at the time, what pains me now is looking back and seeing all the potential that that cow dog had and it was wasted while he was following me on a tractor catching mice. That's what breaks my heart. See, cow dogs need wide open spaces to run and be who God made them to be. Not an endless circle of a quasi-existence. That's what breaks my heart. To be able to see those cow, to see those cow dogs run for miles and miles and miles and be so dead tired that their tongue is hanging out and, and you know they find even just a little bit of water and they go jump in to try to cool themselves off. But the minute you need them, boy, they're right there. That's what breaks my heart, is seeing something that was meant for this thing to be just doing this thing. That's what breaks my heart. They long for the excitement, the danger, the thrill of the hunt, 
and the satisfaction of a job well done. Man, I have seen cow dogs run in there and latch on to a bull, latch on to a mad cow, whatever the case may be. And I mean, you know, has anybody ever seen the Avengers where the Hulk grabs Loki and quack, 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 puny God. I've seen cows do that to cow dogs, but it's the dog that ends up winning. See, that's what cow dogs are made for. God made them to be tough, to live for that danger. And, and sure, we stitch them up. Sure, they may break ribs and everything, but they don't care. There, there, was, a, there was a cow dog named Cowboy that Ralph Hager had. He's one of my best friends ever, and uh, you hear me talk about him all the time. He said he had a half Catahoula, half pit bull. Now, if you think that you can't breed a little more stubbornness into a, into a cow dog, you just cross it with a pit bull. He had his bull that he couldn't get, and so Cowboy had one gift, and that was latching onto something and not letting go till it quit. And so Ralph sicked Cowboy onto this bull, and they were up in this canyon, and that bull just, I mean, he was just mauling old Cowboy on the ground, but Cowboy wouldn't let go of those big old jaws just hanging on. And finally that, that bull got up near the edge of that canyon, and that bull went whack! and slammed old cowboy up against that rock, and cowboy let go, and he fell. Into cowboy. Luckily, the bull had had enough, and he wanted to as far away from that 5,000 pounds of pressure on his nose, and he went where uh, Ralph wanted him to go, and Ralph thought, well, the next day, I won't have time today to get back horseback, but I'll go back and get cowboy the next day and bury him. Hopefully, the coyotes don't get to him. And when Ralph walked out on the porch about 4.30 the next morning, Cowboy was laying there and his head was all caved in. His eyes were a little bit offset like this and he was wagging his tail and Ralph had to put him on a chain to keep him from going that day. See, that's a cow dog right there. And it breaks my heart that my cow dog, his existence, what he loved the most because it was the only thing that he was ever subjected to was chasing a tractor in circles catching mice. In Romans 12, chapter 2, the Bible talks about this, if you will. Romans 12, 2 says this, do not conform to the pattern, or let's put it in context, do not run in the circles of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What breaks your heart? The answer will change your life. But see, what most of us, and I spent about 35 years, or maybe even a little bit less than that, if you think about, because, you know, I was, I'm, what did I say, 35? I meant like 22, 22 years. I spent about 35 years going in circles, chasing mice, following the ways of this world, thinking that a little mouse that popped up, boy, that was such a big blessing. But God says through the apostle Paul, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Why are you chasing things like money, power, things that you cannot take with you? You are like a cow dog running in circles, chasing mice. That's what breaks my heart. You know what else breaks my heart? Cow dogs 
chasing tractors down the road. You know, cow dogs going down that wide road that will kill them while chasing after something that looks like someone that will take care of them, love them, feed them, and make them happy. The Bible is full of talking about idols. And a lot of us say, well, I, boy, I ain't got no idols. Oh, yes, we do. We put our faith in money. We put our faith in our jobs. We think that if we have something bigger or newer or better, that somehow that's going to make us somebody special. But no matter what it is, no matter how often we chase after those things down that wide road, eventually, you know what it does? It runs over us, and we suffer the consequences. You know what breaks my heart? Cow dogs that are broken and no longer able to be who God made them to be. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, Jesus says this. He says, enter through the narrow gate. <clears throat> Excuse me. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. What breaks your heart? What breaks my heart is the fact that I spent so many years going in circles, chasing after these measly little things, and, and, and when I got lucky every once in a while, thinking that I was pound blessed. You know what pound blessed is? There's this thing with social media called a hashtag, and it's the pound sign. And I can't tell you how many times I see on social media, somebody says, oh, I got a new car, pound blessed. No, you're not. That's good. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a new car. But how often do we just chase these lives in circles, not being who God has called us to be, not doing the things that God has called us to do? And I know a lot of you are thinking, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know how to do what God wants me to do. But when you can answer that question, and, and not just that knee-jerk reaction, I'm asking you to think about this, pray about this. What breaks your heart because when you can find the answer to that you will be well on your way to knowing as Romans 12 2 said do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind change how you think because see most of us are only out for the little mice we're just out for the little mice in the world we're going to run in circles and we're this is our entire existence just you know, wag our tails and run in circles chasing what the world has to offer. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's what we're trying to do today. God is trying to change the way you think. Don't think about yourself. What breaks your heart usually has to do with somebody else. Then you will be able to test and approve of what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. What breaks your heart? What breaks my heart the most is those who were invited 
Those who are invited to partake in true life. Those that are invited to partake in meaningful fulfillment. For those that are invited to partake in purpose. And most of all, eternity through a life given to the man that was sent down here to die for our sins. A man named Jesus Christ, the Savior of all mankind. What breaks my heart the most is those who are invited to partake in true life, fulfillment, purpose, and most of all, eternity through a life given to Jesus Christ. But yet these people sit in church chairs, car seats, or in front of computers on the internet listening, but never hearing. Seeing but with blind eyes, saying that they believe in this, yet that belief never translates into action. You were created for a purpose, and that purpose is to glorify God, but it will never be done in pursuit of what makes you happy. What will glorify God is when you give your life over to Him, and you do something that is bigger than yourself, Things that you could only dream of, that you think you can only dream about, but all things are possible through Christ Jesus who gives us strength. To offer a man everything and watch him walk out with nothing breaks my heart. I have devoted my entire life to you. Whether you're sitting here, listening, watching, what breaks my heart the most is seeing the people I love and knowing that the people I love are out there. And they want so bad to have a purpose. They want so bad that, that, that their life has meaning. They're tired. You're tired of running in circles, of pretending that everything is okay to, to present the mouse that you caught as some trophy to your soul is beyond me. And it breaks my heart. I have devoted my entire life. I don't gather cows very much anymore. I have a bigger purpose. I gather cowboys and cowgirls. Not for a day job or a week job or a couple of years, but for eternity. Romans 10, 14 and 15 says this, How then... Can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? I am honored to be standing here before you, but make no mistake about it. This is not about me. It is about you. Because God sent me here today at this moment to tell you that he has a purpose for you. That he has a life for you. That he wants to transform you and mold you into more than you ever thought you could be. And you know what breaks his heart? Cow dogs that run in circles eating mice. 
cow dogs that chase tractors down that wide road that leads to destruction. And make no mistake about it, I'm sure that God cries because the shortest verse in the Bible is in John when Jesus' friend Lazarus dies. And it says, Jesus wept. Who are you? What is your purpose? Over the next couple of weeks, we are going to talk about that. And I am going to attempt, through God's guidance, to offer you guidance so that you can become that cow dog and not some mangy kitten. And I'm not saying that all kittens are mangy. I want you to be who God made you to be. When you figure out what breaks your heart, then you will know your purpose also. And come back next week, and I'll tell you how to face your fears and start living a life that you've only dreamed of. Hey, thanks for joining us for another clinic. Before you ride off, we have a special gift for you. Save the Cowboy has a brand new app available for iPhones and Android smartphones and tablets. You never have to miss another message, and we've thrown even more stuff in. There's a Bible, our full unedited clinics, cowboy devotionals, videos. You can even order our books or call and talk to me. That's a ton of stuff that will keep you riding right beside the Lord for years to come. Please download it by searching your app store for Save the Cowboy, and don't forget to lend us a hand if God has blessed you and you like what we're doing. Just text Save the Cowboy to 77977. That's Save the Cowboy to 77977. For Save the Cowboy, I'm Kevin Weatherby. Stay out of the wire.